hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. With Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she's successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group. That's M double C A R T Y or call 661 665 sold. That's 661 665 7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I know everybody's thinking about it, but this this drives me crazy. I think I'm done with my Christmas shopping, but then I'm like, oh, that person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know if you do that too. Well, oh, no. yeah. We all have that person. Oh, Lori, my gosh. Lori. How could I have forgotten them? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you'd been done since what? July? Oh, no. No, no. No, 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 no. No. Inevitably, what will happen is I'll, I'll, I'll start getting it all wrapped, right? And then I'll go, oh, oh no, I forgot this. Yep. And it's that last minute dash. <laughs> no, totally happens every so, year. We're going to stay busy till Christmas, it sounds like. So. Absolutely. Other than that, how's your weekend going so far? Well, you know, with Christmas, like you said, just a few weeks away, um, I've been trying to finish up some shopping. Um, and I've been wrapping gifts. Um, now, last weekend, we hosted a client appreciation celebration. We had Santa, uh, Mrs. Claus. We had an award-winning photographer snapping photos of the children. Um, we had a hot cocoa bar. Uh, we had sugar cookie decorating. We had a letter writing to Santa Station. And... Santa was giving out gifts to the children that attended. It was such a blast. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a great time, Lori. And do you think you're on the nice list this year? Did Santa give you any hints? Well, I sure hope I made the nice list. Um, I, I really don't need any coal, okay? That that would not be fun <laughs> to wake up Christmas morning and I, you, open you, the stocking and just have that black stuff in there it's so funny i was talking to my kid too and i was like well if i get coal again this year we can use it to heat the house (laughs) well i hadn't thought about that it it probably is a a good commodity for this year right (laughs) okay maybe on the nice list this year means you do get get coal coal. (laughs) i could spin it that way couldn't i (laughs) we definitely could you could so hey now i do see we've got a guest on the roster who are we speaking with and what's today's topic well this morning we have the privilege of speaking with Sherilyn and Chris Snow. Um, They are local real estate investors and lenders. Um, They have several successful Airbnbs and they're going to give us the scoop on how to start investing and how to run 
profitable short-term rentals. Uh, But before we dive into the short-term rentals, I have a news story that I came across that I wanted to share with all of you. So everybody knows that home prices have skyrocketed over the past couple of years. But have you ever thought about the cost of purchasing a parking spot in a big city? You know, when you talk about places like New York City and San Francisco, it's not uncommon to hear about people shelling out big bucks for a place to park their vehicle. Now, what about purchasing a parking space starting at, get this, $300,000 for a single spot? Oh my gosh, $300,000? I know. That's the cost of purchasing a home. I know. It sure is. But so in New York City, there are a couple of apartment complexes that are offering robotic parking systems. The spots are only accessible to residents of buildings where the apartments are going to set you back several million dollars. But if you want your car to live there too, you're going to need between 300000 and 595 to score some precious space in that private garage. Oh my gosh. I mean, what's so special about this robotic parking spot? Okay, so the way I understand it, if you've purchased one of these parking spots, you are given an ID tag, which gives you access to the parking garage. And then when you pull up to the parking garage, you press a button and a metal pallet is sent up to retrieve your car. From there, you park your vehicle on the metal pallet, you exit the vehicle, and then it's whisked away to its designated parking spot. Mm. Now, before their wheels are whisked away, a set of cameras scan the system's entryway to confirm that the car's trunk and doors are all closed and that there are no objects or humans left behind that might obstruct the automation. Mm. And then when the scanners deliver that all clear, the pallet with the car on top disappears into the floor, pausing briefly as it descends into the basement to spin the vehicle 180 degrees before slotting it into one of the empty spaces. Mm. The system can lift and shuffle two dozen cars across four rows and two levels. <laughs> That's amazing. No. However, I think I'll take the small town living in Bakersfield over that big city life. I mean, at least here, I don't have to pay for parking. Right. And for $300,000, <laughs> I could buy a house instead of just a parking spot. Absolutely. You know, while it is more expensive to live here than it was in previous years, Bakersfield is still a whole heck of a lot more affordable than it, a lot of other places. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's time for us to introduce our guests, Sherilyn Snow and Chris Snow. So Sherry, Chris, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the Kern County Real Estate Review. Well, thank, thank you, you for having us. You bet. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing great. Doing Super. very great. So tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you. Well, I grew up in Anaheim and I moved to Bakersfield in 1989. When I was 18, I went to work for a local credit union, and I was there for about 11 years. When I left the credit union, I had decided to do home loans only. The credit union, though, enabled me to learn all aspects of finance and lending and how financial institutions operate. So I went out on my own, went out on a limb, and uh, went and started doing home loans only. 
And I did that, too, because I didn't have to deal with office politics, and I didn't have to deal with punching a time card or being afraid of being five minutes late, and I could be my own boss. (laughs) Big benefit, right? Yes, yes, we had time cards then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I just decided that this was something I wanted to do. It was very scary. It was commission only, but I'm a very self-motivated person. Right. So if you don't go out on a limb, you're never going to know. And I'm so glad that I let that limb go in 2001. So I've been doing this since 2001, and I have a DRE license and an NMLS license, and Mm -hmm. I just do loans all day. Perfect. Um, And Chris? Well, uh, I grew up uh, similar to Sherry. I grew up in Glendale, California, down Mm -hmm. south, kind of near Pasadena. And I moved to Bakersfield in 2005, and I started a job uh, working forensics. I worked as a forensic scientist for the Kern Regional Crime Laboratory. Mm -hmm. And I did that uh, up until uh, about three years ago. And I decided to retire early because I had invested in properties in in, uh, real estate back during that big crash that we had back in 2010, Mm -hmm. 11, and 12 is when I started investing. And that has turned out to be a game changer for me uh, in terms of adding more freedom to my life and really improving my standard of living. So it was probably, that was probably the best uh, decision that I'd ever made. Fantastic. So obviously, um, hosting Airbnbs isn't your full-time job. Um, You guys work as lenders predominantly, But it sounds like um, this side hustle, right, is starting to offer you um, a lot more freedom and flexibility in your life. Is that correct? Absolutely. It it opens up a whole uh, new door of freedom because now that you have more time on your hands, you can explore other investment opportunities and do the research that's required um, to to keep building on on what what you've started. So what what made you decide to start doing Airbnbs or short term or short term rentals? Well, I had been in the rental business uh, for about ten years now, and and more long term, you know, one year lease, mm-hmm. you know, starting mm-hmm. with one year leases and doing that. And um, I realized that in the with the short term market rentals, I could increase my revenue. And in fact, uh, one of the properties that I converted to an Airbnb, I tripled the amount of revenue. Wow. Yes, that I could obtain, uh, you know, versus just renting it out on a year lease and then converting it to Airbnb, that revenue tripled. And although I have some some higher expenses that go along with that, uh, my overall net profit has, has increased dramatically by doing that. That sounds very intriguing, Chris. But as I look at the clock, it looks like it's time for us to take a short break. So stay tuned, folks. Um, I know you're going to want to hear how Chris and Sherry have tripled their income from short-term rentals. Uh, Be sure and stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors. Here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661 661- 
665 sold. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour. Find out the value of your home and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number 10 in North America for Coldwell Baker last year and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021. She is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Now, back to our fantastic guests, Sherry and Chris Snow. So, Sherry, Chris, what all does hosting an Airbnb entail? Well, it's pretty easy, Lori, to be honest with you. Um, it's as easy as just downloading the app. I know a lot of times uh, I have some people that I've suggested to Airbnb and they often, you know, ask me who I use for property managers. And quite honestly, you don't need one with an Airbnb. It's so easy. You download the app. It walks you through the process like TurboTax. You really? can take your phone. You can take your pictures of everything in the house that you want to be featured in your Airbnb, and you just list it. You put what the perks are of the property, bedroom count, bathroom count, whether it's pet friendly or not, whether you have a yard, if they have access to the garage, that sort of thing. And so it was quite easy when I started my Airbnb to get it going really well. What happened for me is that I had a tenant and the tenant moved out. And the tenant moved in with family. And she said, well, what am I going to do with all this furniture? Plates, silverware, everything. It was all in excellent condition. Mm -hmm. So I took a look at it and I thought to myself, well, maybe I should do what Chris just started doing. He had a tenant move out that had been in for 10 years. She decided to move and relocate somewhere else. He went in and revamped the property. He really shot out the bells and the whistles. He put... A little mini bar in his so oh neat yeah we were kind of going through this process where I sort of caught up to him and he was trying to one-up me he's got a <laughs> he, he was he's got Always. a little friendly yeah, competition I know. Uh-huh. he's got an ice uh, ice maker I'm like you have a what and he said I got this fancy ice maker here and then I noticed he's taking some things from our house and he's shopping at home goods and I'm like what has gotten into this guy And he decided to, I'm going to tell you, his Airbnb has better appliances than we have at home. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was able to find some used appliances, some commercial appliances that were still in really great shape Uh that had been rehabbed. And so I bought them at a great discount from a used vendor. And I put those in my Airbnb and they look really nice. A lot of them are stainless steel. They're in great shape. 
Um, they're commercial units, mm-hmm. so they hold up really well. Right. Because you don't want those things breaking when you no. have a, a guest there mm-hmm. because you might get a bad review if you start to have those problems. So, you know, investing in good appliances is always a good idea. And uh, that's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, the one thing that uh, I didn't want for my tenant, of course, was the the beds right. and the bed frames and the bedding and that kind of thing. So Chris and I, we took a little trip over to a local mattress store and uh, we were laying on all these beds. It was really fun because I kind of caught up to him because I was halfway furnished. He started from nothing. Uh-huh. So he he's like, do you have a toilet paper tower? And I said, uh, no, give me one. You know, with my, with my first host, all of a sudden, he's, you know, running over to my Airbnb with a toilet tower and uh, some paper towels and just little things. And so we made it a checklist and uh, we have that checklist so that we don't forget things. And it's just worked out really well. It's been super fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. All of a sudden, my phone will just make a little ding and I'll look at him and I'm like, I just rented my place out for seven nights. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the costs that you incur as an Airbnb host? The costs are, are going to be quite a bit more than if you were just to do an, a, an average, you know, year-long lease or month-to-month rental. Okay. And the reason is because you have to furnish the the entire home but that's a one-time upfront cost right correct uh but you also have to pay for the heating and the cooling okay okay and you're going to pay for cleaning right uh, unless that's something you want to do on your own i was going to say but don't you charge a cleaning fee to your yes yes you do but it has to be reasonable right right and then you have to find people that are willing to clean and and that's another you know some people they might flake out on you and Uh, you have one day before you've got to get the unit turned over and Mm -hmm. you know your your cleaning person may not have shown up so (gasps) you've got to go over there and either clean it yourself or find somebody that can find somebody else so but having reliable vendors is a very important key aspect of this i would imagine Correct. And if you underpay them, then guess what? They're not going to be as reliable. Right. So you need to pay them uh, decently mm-hmm. and, um, you know, keep that keep that thing going because somebody doesn't want to move into to a dirty no, house. No, of course not. Okay. The monthly income, though, far exceeds a long-term lease. I mean, you can take even, you know, we have properties that have no mortgage. And then I have a home out in the Rosedale area that has a mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. When I did a long-term lease, even though they paid for the utilities, I definitely received far less than I do with Airbnb. I mean, I've got somebody else making my mortgage payment. Right. I put restrictions on the PG&E. I make sure that, you know, they don't make the thermostat go up a certain amount of degrees. And can you put a limiter on that? Is that you how you can, do you that? You can do that. I put a note on there and I can, you can kind of check, go online and, you know, check how much energy that they're using. But I was doing long term for my property. And quite honestly, Lori, with the mortgage, it, I wasn't hardly making anything. I mean, it wasn't anything that, that you could retire on. Okay. You know, I was lucky. And then I, I had the problem of, you know, some people might fall behind, the pandemic hit, my tenant lost her job. I mean, that was the hard part of it. But 
I'm going to tell you that I can rent my Airbnb out for not even the entire month. I can rent it out for about two and a half weeks and make $1,000 more a month than what I made wow. when I rented it out on a one-year lease. I mean, and I'll, I'll, I can show you a graph and an example of October. I mean, if I take the mortgage and I minus the PG&E, the water, I pay for the Wi-Fi and the cable, mm-hmm. I pay for the gardener, I still netted $1,800 wow. in one month. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that leads me to ask, um, what what type of guests do you typically have at your Airbnb? I mean, why are they visiting Bakersfield? Um I'm I'm hard pressed to believe that they're tourists, right? Yeah, no, they're yeah. Uh, what are they touring? <laughs> yeah, okay, they're not vacationing. Yeah. No, I didn't think so. Right. Didn't we think don't have Disneyland, right? Um, no, but you know what? A lot of times they're here for work. Okay. A lot of times they want to move their family with them when they're here for work. Okay. They, I mean, I had some people recently that said oh, I was so happy that you had spices and you had so many plates and dishes and cups and that sort of thing because we're not a family that eats out. We like to eat, mm-hmm. you know, at, at home all the time. Mm-hmm. And some people that might be conscious about, you know, being gluten-free or right. vegetarians and that kind of thing. I have a lot of really positive feedback that I get from having a lot of dishes and spices. And we both really stock our Airbnbs up with with those types of items to accommodate our guests. And we have great guests. Yeah. Uh, another uh, big thing that I found with my Airbnb is a lot of the guests that come to visit uh, my unit come for an event. So, for example, they, they might have a daughter or a relative or whoever that's getting married. Okay. So they'll be coming in from out of town and they want a place to stay where they can cook and, and have a house to stay in. So m- my clients primarily have been either event-driven or work-driven, where they're here okay. for an assignment, uh, for example, like a traveling nurse oh, that might come in, okay. and, and they might stay for a month or, okay. or longer. And so they don't want to be in a hotel. Of course not. They want to be in a home that's comfortable where they can come home and cook and and you know enjoy their time off. So that's been the primary um, clients that I've received. I haven't received anyone here to vacation yet, but I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if so, I want right. to know the hot spots they're visiting. Right, so do right? I, right. <laughs> um, that is fascinating. So then let me dive a little deeper and ask general parameters of the type of homes that you're uh, utilizing for your Airbnbs. Um, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, general square footage range. Can you share that? Sure. Yeah. You know, mine is, uh, the one in Rosedale that I have is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's very popular. I keep it full all the time. When I found it getting, or what kind of made it, me nervous about it getting a little bit slow, I went and blocked off a few months. And I did this just recently in November, you know, going around the holidays. Again, we don't have a lot of attractions for right. for things. Calm that, holiday lot. Right. Nobody's coming here to look at parade. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. I forgot about that. I did. I forgot about that too. But uh, yeah, you know, it seemed like it, it'll seem like it slows down. And then all of a sudden my phone will just start lighting up. 
And I'll tell you what, it's it's pretty exciting. People thought we were pretty crazy to Airbnb in Bakersfield. And we were uh, staying with family in Arizona not too long ago. And we're standing there talking to them. And by the end of a 15-minute conversation, I said to Chris, I can't believe this. I just made $2,400. Wow. Yeah, I just made $2,400. These people just, I had three different people book in a 15-minute conversation with family. And they just couldn't believe that our Airbnbs and Bs were so successful. That's wonderful. And Chris, your Airbnb, how big? Uh, mine's a three-bedroom, one okay. bath. It's an older house that was built in the 1920s. Charming. So, yes, mm-hmm. I went in and restored it and refinished uh, the hardwood floors. Beautiful. And, yeah, and really, you know, jazzed it up mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's over on Pacific Street, which is okay. kind of if you were to exit Beale Avenue, yes. kind of in that area. And uh, I wasn't sure. I, I took a pretty big risk because mm-hmm. I didn't know how well that was going to work out. Uh, but it's turned out to be great and i rent my place out for about a hundred dollars a night okay so it's very reasonable for people right. you know for a three-bedroom home with a big kitchen laundry room everything that you could want and it's done very well it's been booked up um I, i've had maybe the most maybe a week out of a month where it was where i didn't have anyone okay. so uh, but mostly it's been booked all the way out and you know my average stay is about seven days and I've had some really great uh, tenants that have, that have stayed with me, very nice people. Um, I haven't had any any bad um, tenants yet, thank God. So That's wonderful. Yes, it's, it's worked out very well. And the one thing that's nice, too, about um, the short-term rentals is that if you do end up with, with a bad person, they're only there for a short period of time. Right. Right, whereas if you, if you lease somebody your property, Mm-hmm. And they establish residency there. Mm-hmm. Well, then legally, you know, they can fight you if they decide right. that they don't want to pay the rent and they're going to stay. Well, it takes about three to four months to get them evicted if you have that problem. Right. So with the short term rentals, I think it, it really kind of mitigates that uh, risk that you take uh, as a landlord. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know that the, the tenants, the clients um, can review your place um can you guys also review them yes before we decide whether we're going to confirm whether we rent or not we can look at their reviews and that's very important to do because you want to see how they left the last airbnb so you want to look at the amount of the reviews what the comments were from the landlord we make it a high priority to make sure that our tenants know that they need to leave a review and that leaving a good review is very important to us and that when they're staying at the property if they have any issues if they need anything at all they need to let me know because i want to keep my five-star review both chris and i have all five stars and we're considered super hosts oh fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah we've i had one instance where she broke my couch and smoked some marijuana (laughs) inside and then tried to deny it and it it was you mean you don't allow that (laughs) i know she she said i didn't smoke it in the house i said well then you threw it in the trash because there was residue in the trash (laughs) clearly it didn't take a forensic scientist to figure that one out and you did have one i had one right here and i didn't smoke your dope outside yeah (laughs) i know i yeah i have mentioned you know if you smoke i'd appreciate if you smoke outside and i have an ashtray on the back 
patio table. Mm-hmm. But she did break the couch. I don't know how. And then she had, you know, done the little marijuana episode. And then she left me three stars. Everybody else is five stars. It was probably because I got a little snippy with her and I probably <laughs> shouldn't have. But, you know, so be it. It is what it is. I'm back up to five stars. And he kept he kept getting at me at that, too. He was like, I'm at 4.8. What are you at? I'm like, I'm 4.6. You just, you be quiet. So, yeah. But, yeah, Aria is very, 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 very critical when you're doing this. And he really did go out on a limb. And his is three bedrooms, one bath. Mine's three bedroom one. Uh, mine's three bedroom two baths. Okay. So and, and then having a garage is important. He has like a carport and somewhere to park. Mine is more expensive than his. I do have a traveling nurse in mine right now. Okay. Uh, it looked like it was slowing around the holidays, so I put it on Furnish Finders. Now Furnish Finders is another app. Okay. And it's very inexpensive. Seventy five dollars a year. Wow. They send me leads. They put my information out there. Sometimes the people call me. Sometimes they email me. Sometimes they'll send me a list of five nurses or dentists or whatever that have inquired. And then I can chase those leads if I want to. Okay. That one is a little bit more hands-on. But like I said, I have a lady that's there right now that's working at the heart hospital. And she's there for three and a half months. Wow. Mm. That's Mm. great. Yeah. I do provide a discount when I do it like that. But it's still, Lori, I mean, I'm still making a thousand dollars a month, even though I'm renting it out for only three thousand dollars a month. And you think, wow, somebody's paying three thousand dollars a month. Well certainly they are. And when they're one of those nurses, oftentimes they get a stipend from their employer. And so that stipend is worth up to whatever. I think that one of the nurses told Chris once that she gets about $2,700. Well, that was perfect for his. He rented it for $2,700. And then when I had set mine at $3,000, I thought, shoot, I could have made it higher. (laughs) But that's okay. I'm very happy. Hey, I'm happy with it cash flowing. And I'm happy that they have to be accountable because they write me a review. I write them a review. And I feel really good about not being a slumlord and really providing some some p- good place for somebody to stay. Absolutely. And that's a good thing to remember because it's not just a rental. It's, you're actually providing people with a service. Right. It's a very service-oriented thing. And you want to keep your, your tenants happy and make sure that they're provided with everything that they need. Absolutely. So how did you guys get started uh, purchasing investment properties? Well, I started way back in 2010, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm sure you remember that big yeah, crash that we had. So for me, uh, that was a great opportunity because I went in and I started buying properties, uh, rental properties in pretty rough areas. And I would go in and fix them up myself. And then I met Sherry and she would refinance them for me. Mm-hmm. And then I would go out and buy another one and fix it up. And so I just began to do that and grow you know, as much as I could. And that's how I ended up in the in the rental business, and then just recently flipping one of my rentals over to an Airbnb to try that out, and that's turned out to be very successful. So, do you have any tips for people who are wanting to purchase their first investment property? I would say uh, take the risk and and jump in and do your numbers and find out what all the costs are. 
Uh, one of the best ways, I think, to learn is to talk to people who own uh, rental properties and ask them about their experiences and learn as much as you can and then jump in the fire. Fantastic. Um, so from the lending aspect, are there any creative ways that someone can finance an investment property? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Lori, because a lot of lenders don't do equity lines of credit. Right. We do. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge fan of them. So my first house that I bought in 1993, mm-hmm. I rented it out and I pulled cash out of it to purchase another house that I bought. And I kind of kept doing that. And that's how I really was able to gain a lot of monthly income and be able to just keep moving up, you know, bigger house, bigger house and bigger house. So for me, that's kind of how I started. And then I I did, I had gotten a divorce and then I had met Chris and then it was like, kind of like starting all over again. You know, you liquefy your assets and then you start all over again. But it worked out great because at that time in the last correction, he scooped up some bargain deals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're there, you know, there you find them. Had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are, and you know, I don't know if people know this or not, but Lori does have a really good relationship with the banks and she does get these bank owned properties. She does get short sales and so on and so forth. So she's going to be your go-to girl to find the bargain. I mean, she really is. We're already on her. Hey, Lori, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking to her and her husband saying, be on the lookout there. We, we need more Air Bs and Bs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and here's the sad thing, though, is that right now prices are so elevated. Um, even though we've seen a slight reduction in value, I, I really don't think we are going to see the same correction that we saw Correct. Yeah. in 2008. And so if everybody is sitting around waiting for prices to fall, it's just not going to happen. Um, but I think with the demand for properties, with the uh, shortage of inventory, um, that if you see prices come down another 5%, that's going to be where you're going to, to get them. And that's the time to really jump on them. I think you're going to be doing good to get them at that price. Um, you know, what is it we say? Today is the day to buy because <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> they could be higher and interest rates could be higher as well, right? Yes, definitely, yes. definitely agree. And like he said, you can't deny the math. I mean, you can just use simple math. Chris mm-hmm. has a little bit of an algorithm on an Excel worksheet that he uses as a safety net. So you go in and if we talk about doing a mortgage, so I could do an equity line of credit and you could pull from that and use that. Or if you don't need to do that, you can put as little as 20% down on investment property. That's really not a lot. If Mm -hmm. you look, if you do the numbers and see that your return on investment is going to be roughly what, Chris? 5% or more? Yeah, I mean, if you can do five to 10% return on your investment, you're doing great because no other place in the economy can you find that. No, not consistently. Not consistently. Absolutely. No, and the Airbnb is even better of a return on investment. I mean, it's really a no-brainer if you just work between the Airbnb and the furnish finders. And then let's say you get into a little bit of trouble. So I would use my algorithm to be such like taking what's the lowest amount that I think I could pass on to somebody to rent it out? And then what is my mortgage like? And then sort of use that risk factor as a base. Take that and and go for it. 
I mean, you could always turn around and sell it. You could long-term lease it out if you wanted to. But I say give it a shot because it wasn't that expensive to furnish the place. And one of the biggest comments that I get from people during reviews or while we're on the phone, they always tell me it is so difficult to find an Airbnb in Bakersfield. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll share some statistics with you that I found interesting. I'm, I'm right now. I've got my phone open and I'm looking at the Airbnb app, and they mm-hmm. have a insights on stats, and it says here that searches for stays in your area have increased 72 percent compared to this time last year. Wow! So that's a huge leap from you know from people looking for Airbnb uh, in in the Bakersfield area. So there's a huge demand for for this. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. This has been a ton of great information. I still have more questions I want to ask, uh, but I think this is a great place for us to take a short break. Before we do, tell us how we can reach you guys. Oh, great. Yes, you can reach us on our well, we use our cell phones mostly. My Don't we cell, all. Yeah. <laughs> My cell phone is 661-619-2813. Chris is 818-415-1690. Chris Snow did not want to let go of his area code. <laughs> 818, baby. He's right. got yeah. it. Yeah. Somebody wrote a song about that. Didn't they? they did. It was Cindy Alexander. It was yeah. a great song. 818. But yeah, so that's how you can reach us. 661-619-2813. We answer the phone all the time. We are not your typical lenders. We answer day or night. And if we don't, we get back to you right away. Right. Perfect. We will be right back after the break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review. I'm Lori McCarty, and you're listening on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Sherry and Chris Snow of Patriot Financial about short-term rental properties. Now, Sherry, Chris, I've heard of Airbnb guests trashing homes or not leaving. Do you have any of those horror stories you could share with us? Well, I haven't had any horror stories with Airbnb. However, I have had some doozies with my regular rentals. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. you know, having uh, the Airbnb option is great because, like I said before, you can do the short-term rental. So if you get stuck with a bad tenant, it won't be for very long. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. You, Sherry, any bad experiences? No, I haven't. Not with Airbnb at all. I mean, the one lady that broke the couch and smoked marijuana in the 
in the house or or didn't so she said that's about (laughs) it well, um, if that's the worst that happens, that's that, pretty good, right? That wasn't bad. And then one other thing, too, that I just thought about, you know, Airbnb offers $200,000 of extra insurance on top of your homeowner's insurance. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's free. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. So even though they take out a little bit of a fee per transaction, you're covered with an extra $200,000 of homeowner's insurance. That's great. Yeah. So that's really good to know. There are a lot of people that, that have false information about them mm-hmm. i mean and we've heard them and it was chris's uh stepfather had asked chris oh well i have heard this that and the other i mean i'm just saying our experience so far has been people being very courteous i mean going to lengths to try to be the cleanest tenant i ever had i feel like it's a contest really yes it's been absolutely wonderful in fact they've washed the towels and everything and i'm like did they should i wash them again <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> you know, so you know, we usually we wash them again but uh yeah i mean every experience that i've had so far and then he was talking to about people hosting events i've had baby showers mm-hmm. uh, i've had bridal showers mm-hmm. i leave a couple of eight foot long tables that my tenants left in the garage so they can use those if they need to great yeah i mean i had a tenant enjoy thanksgiving dinner just oh. this last month at wow. Airbnb, yeah. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned earlier you use, uh, in addition to Airbnb, uh, what is it? Furnish, fi- Furnish Finders. Furnish Finders. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you also used VRBO? No, I haven't needed to use VRBO. Okay. That's sort of, you know, like when you're doing lending, when you're doing real estate, you have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Okay. VRBO is my C. Okay. So A is Airbnb, B is Furnish Finders. Good experiences with both of them, but plan C would be VRBO if I found it getting slow. Look at all those avenues you have. Absolutely. You know, you have a plan C, so it it gets a little slow. And see, it's so funny because for me, when I'm going out of town, VRBO is my first that I look at, and that's only because the first time that I was taking a group of people out of town, I had a friend say, oh, go look at VRBO. So that's just been my go-to because that's the first time I ever experienced renting an entire house as opposed to staying in hotel rooms, right? Yeah, well, I think, too, uh, it stands for vacation. (laughs) Right, vacation (laughs) rental by odor, right? So I think that kind of is what separates the two because I'm like you. If I'm going to visit my daughter in Idaho Mm -hmm. and I'm looking for a cabin, well, I'm on VRBO, but then I found myself on Airbnb too, but I think there's a lot more vacation rentals right. that are on the VRBO, so I do the same thing when I go looking as well. Okay. Um, so what are some of the differences between Airbnb and Furnish Finders? Well, one of the differences is Furnish Finders is less expensive, but again, I... Less expensive for you as the landlord um, or less expensive to rent? I It's... You know, that's a good question. Furnish finders, I pass off a better discount for somebody that's going to be in there a month because I don't have to pay for the cleaning fees in between. Okay. So that's why I offer that discount. But there are a lot of people that do long-term on Airbnb. Chris hasn't hardly used Furnish Finder because he's these nurses are finding him on Airbnb, mm-hmm. and he's probably more in their price point for them. But... 
I think I want to say Airbnb might be a little bit more expensive as far as fees. Okay. However, they offer direct deposit. Your money goes right in, usually about day three of the person's occupancy. Okay. And with Furnish Finders, I do have to collect the income myself. So oh. I use Venmo for that. Okay. Or I'd accept a check. I like the electronic method best, Zelle Venmo. Helps yeah. me keep track of my, my records. And don't you collect that before they are staying? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I would imagine there's a an upfront deposit and then the balance before they arrive, right? Correct. Just like a, a standard month-to-month lease. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. And so... Um, what happens if there are damages at the property? I mean, have you ever had that occur? Well, is there, there a security deposit? Is there a... And, you know, you set those parameters. Okay. So you say, I want to collect this security deposit. Uh, like I said, with Airbnb, that $200,000 of extra homeowner's insurance, I didn't report the broken couch for uh, the, the person that did that in mm-hmm. my Airbnb. I found a great guy through social media who came to my house and for $150, he fixed it like new. I have his number. I mean, who, I didn't know anybody. Yeah, I didn't know anybody that fixes furniture. I'm like, how do I find a person that does that? But I did, I thought for $150, I'm not gonna file a claim and, because you can do that. But I did write her a review right? and it wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah, and she said that I had condensation in my vegetable tray in the fridge and some dust bunnies that's all that she could come in with Mm -hmm. but yeah i did i i wrote her a a not so great review but she did leave the house you know pretty picked up it could have been a lot worse no 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 real horror stories over here good so typically how long do your guests stay i mean i know you've had some traveling nurses i imagine that's one to three months right um but aside from those long-term guests are we talking a weekend are we talking a week what what a- the average for me is anywhere from about three to to seven days i would say okay. uh, is the length of stay unless i get someone like a traveling nurse or someone with a longer term work project then it might be a month or a month and a half okay oh, chris just had uh, one of the last ladies that left was there for a while and she was adopting a child Oh, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really unique. Back uh, to that event situation. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So a lot of that. And Very she left cool. behind a bassinet for him oh. because she was flying. And she said, I'm going to leave this bassinet for you if you'd like it. Yeah. Really sweet lady. Oh. She even oh. decorated the house for Thanksgiving and put a wreath on the door. Oh, how Yeah, sweet. just really neat. Yeah, I've had some really great people oh. that have stayed That's at so my place. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you guys think that guests remember the most about staying at your properties? I uh, want to say the very comfortable beds that we purchased. Sleep number? No, you know, we just went out. We had so much fun. We actually rode our bicycles to the, the mattress place. And we kind of had a good time laying on all these. And then we told, uh, you know, the, the person that helped us, 
we're going to need seven of these. (laughs) Yes. So we decided to go with the one. And I'm like, do you think that's too too firm? Do you think that's too soft? I know I like it more soft. Kind of like Goldilocks in the three Yeah, yeah, it was like the porridge. Exactly. (laughs) So that was fun. Uh, But no, I want to say that they do comment about the very comfortable beds. They comment about how clean it is. We do a good job at, at keeping it really clean for... For the one that I have in the Rosedale area, I get a lot of compliments on the area. It's near um, Old Farm in Hageman. Okay. I've got a fireman on one side and a retired gentleman who worked with Chris at the crime lab on the other side. And it's just a very safe neighborhood. You know, people feel good. I'm pet friendly. He's not. Are you pet friendly? No. I don't have pets. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes we'll be talking and he'll say, Sherry, do you have an availability? Because I got this person and they have, a, they have an animal. And I'll say, yeah, why don't you pass their information? So we find ourselves juggling. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Um, so let me ask you, um, if each of you could do one thing differently um, when you started, what would that be? Well, I would have... Uh done everything I could to buy more rental property. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Well, as he was buying them, Lori, uh, what I was doing is there there was a rule back in the day. It was a Fannie Mae rule where you had to have a year of seasoning in order to get equity out of your property. Right. And so I was just doing a refi as quick as I could because right. you really had to pay cash for a lot of these things or you had to put a lot of money in there for repairs. So I just kept trying to cash out for him as quickly as I could. And he got as much as he could. But like you said, you're right. It's not going to be like it was. Now there's so many safety nets, too, in the lending world. You don't have those crazy subprime loans anymore. You have, I mean, these banks now have modifications. You've got programs in place. So definitely, you know, yeah, you know, a correction. It, It happens. Cycles happen all the time. Right. But I see it as opportunity. Absolutely. So what would you, would that have been the biggest challenge uh, during your hosting journey? Um, Uh, I would have, I would have gotten a hold of the thermostat a little bit quicker. (laughs) Uh, Chris found the same thing. I think Chris put a new unit on his because... You know, his house was older. Right. I mean, they don't care because they're not paying that bill. Right. So they're just going to crank the air down to 65 degrees and leave. And right? leave. Uh, right. right. Let it yeah, run all day long. Yeah, we're going to run out for a couple hours. Right. We're not going to adjust it. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So even a note, I think, goes a long way just to let people know that, hey, somebody's actually paying this Yeah, and, and see, I would have thought that you might have actually had, you know, a programmable from your phone or something like that. And you can. They make thermostats that you can install and they're not very expensive and you can control them from your phone. Right. Um, So that you might think about that if the note stops working. It's funny how that little post-it note worked Mm -hmm. though. When I saw what was going on I told Chris, will you write a note above that thermostat before we leave? And then I've watched how how the usage has been and it's been pretty moderate and they've been following the rules so hopefully I won't have to go ahead and go to those links but Hey, right. there's your plan B, right? Right, right. <laughs> and you want people to be comfortable too. Absolutely, at the same time, so. absolutely, because that goes a long way towards promoting that five star review. Right? Yes, correct. Um, now, I think I caught early in the show that you guys decorated your own 
uh, Airbnbs, right? You did not yes. employ the use of a professional decorator. Well, we did get advice from uh, one gal, and her name is, is Riley, Riley Francis. Okay. And she is really, she gave us wonderful tips on what to do and what not to do. Oh. Yes, and she runs Simply Decorated by Riley. She does a lot of uh, staging houses, helping people who buy new homes with designing. She did our guest room. She made our guest room so beautiful that we I mean, we could Airbnb our guest room. Ah. I don't plan on it. But I was going to say, I think that would be a little awkward having somebody live but with people, in your roof. People, I know people, people do it. My, do sister, it. my sister did it. She has a, a large home uh, in the Jacobson Creek area, mm-hmm. and she has two master suites to a, a gentleman that was here studying to be an anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. He would take the train, come from San Francisco. My sister rented the one room out for $1,000 a month. He was only there three days a week. Wow. And he was fantastic. Wow. So there are, you know, I mean, there are that, maybe that single mom that needs some help. Right. You know, renting out that room. And with the Airbnb, too, I mean, they screen people. They get, you have to mm-hmm. show a copy of your identification. You know, we have, there's there's a paper trail there. Right. So we don't have to go through screening everybody. Right. And that and that's an, that's a that's a good advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, I would assume that it's safe to say that you guys are planning on purchasing more uh, investment properties to turn them into short-term rentals. Well, we right? are we are Absolutely. just waiting on Lori McCarty to buy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the weight is so heavy on these shoulders. I know. <laughs> Come on, Lori. <laughs> well, why don't you share with our listeners how you determine if a property is going to make a good short-term rental? Well, like I said, I mean, if we find something that's pretty reasonable, or if you want to call it a good deal, mm-hmm. just do the math. Give me a call. I'll tell you, this is what your payment's going to be like with 20% down. Your payment's going to be a little bit better with 25% down. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be your payment. These are going to be your taxes and your insurance. Now, let's see what the algorithm shows on Airbnb, what it thinks you can rent it for. We use the algorithm that it has. It's really beautiful because I'll set the lowest I'll run it for, and then it sets the highest, which is something kind of crazy, like four fifty a night. Oh wow! But I have seen it. It's looking at how many hits you're getting. It's looking at what time of the year it is. It's looking at how long you're staying. If you're going to be there for three days, you're probably going to get a better deal for seven, and that kind of thing. So that's that's what I'm looking at. Doing the math doing the risk assessment and making sure that it's profitable. Because to be honest with you, Lori, this is my retirement plan. Perfect. We all have to have one in this industry, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Someday you may retire. (laughs) I don't know. I think, you know, retire, die. I think that's what it looks like for me. You know, I just love doing this so much that I'm like, what would I do if I retired? I'm like you. I really don't see myself retiring. I see myself still doing doing loans and then probably mentoring people and my husband says, out. you know, what retirement looks like selling three or four houses a month? <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, learned. absolutely. You know, we're almost at the end of the show, so I have one last question for you. Do you decorate your Airbnbs for the holidays? Well, we've had them occupied. <laughs> so in between, Good problem to have. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's funny that you asked that, though, because I did put a wreath on mine, uh, a Thanksgiving wreath, 
I, I did put that on there that I had extra in my garage. Mm -hmm. So I did do that. I would do more if the darn things would be vacant. Okay, fair right. enough. And you, Chris, you, yours well, has been occupied, mine's right? Mine's been occupied, and I was blessed. One of my tenants decorated it for me. Yeah. So I haven't had, had the opportunity had to, to do it yet. Let me tell you, Lori, I, I don't know that I see Chris decorating. He might call <laughs> Riley up. I might call Riley <laughs> up for that Can you job. Put your, yeah, and I didn't finish. Uh, when I said that I used her for the do's and the don'ts, she also told me, you know, you should stick with this color theme. It would be smart to do this. I'd move your TV over here and I'd put your couch over there. So we just paid her by the hour and mm -hmm. took notes. And then she also said, this is where you need to buy lamps. Make sure you have USB ports in your lamps. Oh my mm. gosh, I didn't have that at home. All of my lamps have two USB ports. How smart. Just little things like You're that. You're right, I don't have that at home. And either. then she knew online, she sent me all the links of where to order it at a discount. So even though it cost me, it saved me because she'd find where the deals were. I mean, there are these beautiful lamps with two USB ports that are $50 on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't I have that at home? I'm always looking for a charger, right? Yeah. We're going to need to have Riley on here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. A, yes, people. We yes. will reach out to Riley. <laughs> we will get her on the show. She okay. does have the do's and the don'ts down really good. I mean, even for my own, you know, even for maybe if you staging homes or Absolutely. selling a home or living in a home and, and loving it. Perfect. I can't thank you guys enough for taking time out of your day to be with us today we really appreciate it you know getting this behind the looks uh behind the scenes look at running and managing airbnb uh just been priceless for me uh it's a show i have been wanting to do for literally for over a year um so i really appreciate um you being willing to well, we share appreciate with our the opportunity yes. i mean what so, an opportunity to right. be able to sit here with laurie mccarty and her wealth of knowledge is uh just a blessing well thank mm -hmm. you so much sherry chris tell us one more time how we can reach you well you can reach me at area code 661-619-2813 that's 661-619-2813 i'm sherilyn snow Patriot Pacific Financial, and my husband, Christopher, over here, my sidekick. You can reach him, too. 818-415-1690. Perfect. A heartfelt thanks to each of you for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. Uh, today, we've connected you with Sherilyn and Chris Snow, a local lender and Airbnb owners. Uh, if you've ever wanted to jump into real estate investing or run a successful short-term rental business, hopefully this show has given you the information you need to get started. Remember, if there are details of today's topic you'd like to revisit or you know someone who would enjoy this information and couldn't turn in this hour, we've got three ways you can access the show. You can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or you can hear this and all previous shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. Or you can access this show on our website at themccartygroup.com and listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead.
You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week.